So, anyway, uh, everybody gets two, actually. I'm actually good. I'm just kidding. Six container. Six of them for Well, that one container is just for me. I I need like five of them. I feel bad for like adults because like I just like in the middle of the year I'm like I'm gonna start like getting up on my own now. So I set a timer and it's like I get up at like six thirty. That was day timer. I have three timers. Six thirty, six thirty five, six forty. First time I did it, I got up immediately. I'm like, alright, let's do this. And I had a lot of time and started getting later. Well like literally this morning, I think I, w- I like, I don't know what I, I had the most craziest thing and it was funny to me. You, you, so, you can have my first today. timer, I shut it off, and then I like, I know. I get so tired, I get like back into almost sleep. So I have like, it was like an image of a child shutting off all these alarm clocks because I kept hearing it. And I'm like, what huh? in the world is going <laughs> Sounds on? Sounds like an out of body experience yeah. to me. It's like, what is going on? And then I wake up, I'm like, oh, it's my timer. So I shut it off, and then my third one eventually goes off. But like that was, it was weird for me. I'm like, oh, why did, why do I keep hearing? Ah, ah, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> All when right. I, when I wake yeah. up at six thirty, it's time I, for class. You need a gavel. I do. I yeah. We just need to add an extra half an hour to class. We do. Okay. Catechism first. What is the benefit? Of this eating and drinking. These words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins show us that in the sacrament forgiveness of sins, life and salvation are given us through these words. Yes, for where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also that's one of the most important things you can remember from this is that those last two lines for where there is forgiveness of sins there is also life and salvation mm-hmm. yes ma'am I would get so confused because there is always so many forgiveness of sins there are lots of forgiveness of sins let's do this one more time what is the benefit of this eating and drinking these, these words, words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins show us that in the sacraments Forgiveness of sins, life and salvation are given us through these words. For where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. What does sin bring? Uh, sin, well, sin brings uh, rebellion. That's what sin is, but yeah. what does sin bring? Sin, sin only ever causes one thing. What does it do? I saw your hand go up. Oh, I was just going to lose my hand. You're very <laughs> deliberate with how you choose to lay on your hand. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. you ha- what does sin bring? I know you know. Forgiveness? Sin does not bring forgiveness. <laughs> Leela? Does it bring you away from God? Y- yes, but I need, I need uh, more specific than that. Uh, okay, what is sin? Well... Forgiveness of sin. Sin, sin only does take, one thing. It takes away uh, eternal life. Uh, you die. Yes. You have eternal life. Sin brings death. If you sin, you die. 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 I mean, okay. we all die, so, but we're supposed to have eternal life. If we you do die. Life. Why? Because you are a sinner. Yes, but you come when you take the catechumenate. You'll hear this. 
when you die before you die, you don't die when you die. Oh, yeah, what? That's, huh? that's on your water bottle. You... It is on my water Yeah, right oh. here. Oh. So, well, one time I was, I, see, I was trying to read I that. See. I was trying to read it and I couldn't I figure see. out like... You don't, do, I don't know how to like, read. Instead of dying, we must die eight. before we die so that when we I've die, we do your, not die. But I've why? Times that I yeah. didn't yeah. Die. You'll get it. You'll get it when you get it. Uh, sin brings death. So if sins are forgiven, then it brings life. Sin causes death, which means forgiveness brings life, which is why we say where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. Okay? Now, we don't, this is our last week, so look at these, come to church for Sunday school and Bible class and sit in because we do the catechism in the mornings as part of opening, so don't, especially for you who have been confirmed, yes. don't, don't think that because midweek is done now and you're confirmed that you're just done. Really, it's just, it's just the beginning. It means yeah. you're, not, you're not kids anymore, now you're grown-ups, which means all the more you need to just make sure you keep up with these kinds of when things. When does Sunday school start? You know, there's no homework, Memphis. Okay, I thought I had to start going on Sunday school. It's, Sunday school starts at nine fifteen. It's fun, and you guys, you guys come. You, to you come to, to adult Bible class now, and I if you come, you will too. What? Like, well, none of that matters right now. Okay. What matters right now is we're going to do a quick little for fun term quiz. Are you okay? I moved my chair and it just... <clears throat> I'm good now. Okay, this, this is going to be a hectic. <laughs> All right. A pain through my arm was... <laughs> okay. I can't wait to see how the last one treats everybody. Here is the way this term quiz is going to work. I'm going to... We're going to go around, and I'm just going to call on people okay. to tell me things. And the terms that I have picked are some of the most important terms out of all of the terms for the entire year. Page one. And you should be able to guess what at least one of them is just from me saying that. When we're done with the term quiz, I don't care how many you get here, because this is just for fun. When we're done with this, I will read you the final scores. If I get in first, I'm going to be still happy. And I will give whoever is the winner. Don't look at my paper. And I will, I will give uh, whoever wins, whoever that may be, the... Uh, no Lego World. No. I not any of that. Not any of that kind of garbage. I'm giving them a nice certificate. We, we can make just Jesus out okay. of Legos. All right. Term number one. Cameron, would you please tell me the name of the most prominent idol of Canaan? The, he was a male god of fertility. He was the false god that all of the people of Midian worshipped. That Elijah the prophet, we didn't talk about this, but Elijah the prophet fought with the priests of this false god. He's a very important false god. Do you remember his name, Cameron? I don't know. It rhymes with the thing that you put freshly caught fish into. Or that you milk a cow into. 
Oh, or nice. deliver something in it, like a box at your house. I don't know how to phrase it. You know what I'm saying. Look. I don't know. Oh, what the postman delivers. Yeah. Oh. Just thinking. It rhymes with rhymes that. everything. Emma? I can't hear you. Bail. It is Bail. Yes, Baal is the false god, the chief false god, basically, of the Old Testament. Yes, Emma? If whoever you call on doesn't get it, do you go on to a different person after a certain amount of time? Yes. Or is it if they say they don't know it? It's at my discretion. It doesn't really matter, because this one's not for points. This one's just basically review. Okay, number two. Mm, Leela. I'm just jumping around today. There's no order, no rhyme or reason. The name, can you please tell me the name that God called himself when he spoke to Moses at the burning bush? Correct. Who are you? <laughs> okay. Number three. Whoever said I had it. Number three. Sophie, please tell me the name of the Son of God from all eternity. The word is correct. Very good. Number four. Can you just say the word instead of the word of God? You can say the word of God or the word. There is only one word, and the word is Jesus. The dictionary. There's only one word, and the word is... Not, there's the definite article, friend. The word. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Memphis, please tell me the name of what we call rebellion against God, Sin. turning away from his word, unbelief, and every thought, word, and deed that is against God. What was that? It's sin. Good. You should see me at home. You know, you're supposed to wait until the clue is done before you buzz in. I'm sorry, but, like, you should see me at home. Like, she'll, she'll be in the middle. I'll wait until she, like, stops for a minute, and then I go, boom. I don't talk so you can hear me. I just like to hear my voice, so. Oh. And Mason, would you please tell me the teaching of the Bible, the, the name of the teaching of the Bible, that says God accomplishes his greatest good in the midst of great suffering. And if you remember, this, the name of this comes from the greatest suffering the world has ever seen that brought the greatest good. No, 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 no. Where is the greatest suffering? What's the first thing you see when you walk into church right above the altar? The greatest suffering happens on the cross that accomplishes the greatest good. So it is the theology of the cross. Yeah, that's really important. The theology of the cross. God accomplishes his greatest good in the midst of great suffering. Yes? Why did you take two pieces of bread during uh, the service yesterday? Is because I gave you an extra? Why did I take two? Yeah, like at the beginning you took one, and at the end you took one. And then you drank the cup. Oh, when I... Did I give you an extra? Um, when, at the very end, 
when I was eating the ones out of, I always eat what's left over. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about, we can, uh, if you want to know why, I'll, let's talk about that after midweek, okay? All right. The final tallies. Ask Mrs. Jackson. We have two cupcakes. Sure. Thank you. I've been trying. Help yourself. I have been eyeing this whole cupcake down for so long. Yeah. Those guys kind of Okay. With a score of 78. Point two, Leela. Next, tied together with a score of 91.5, Cameron and Sophie together forever. Oh. <laughs> Next, with a score of 94. Yes. Mason. Yes. <laughs> Next. I know they're, they're like in like a hundred. With a score of one hundred and thirty-one point five. Oh, the point five is gonna help. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm Emma. Oh, and <laughs> first, with a score of one hundred thirty-two. Oh my God. Memphis. Half a oh, point. You were really close. Half a point. Memphis, I would like to award you the Certificate of Achievement for being the Catechumen of the Year. Thank you. I never saw it. The certificate doesn't say it, but that does come with bragging rights until the end of next year. Next year, okay. Now, if you work really hard next year, you might be able to get it again, yeah. and then you so get bragging rights for two years, but so this is just for one year. You know, I think you lost Sophie. a little bit of icing. That was third, really close. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. You did one. Hey, nope. hey I, I got third place. I'm happy. I thought it was going to be time. Yes. I, I got, I'm not really mad about mine because best for last. I got 100 points. I don't care. No, I got 90 something. All right. Oh, okay, this frosting Congratulations, Memphis. Let's give Memphis a round of applause. Well, well done, everybody. Good work. Good work on your terms. That was a tight race, and I'll tell you what, that's been a tight race all year. You guys, you guys were like this all year. Oh, my gosh. One, one week, one of you'd be ahead. The next week, the next so other one would be ahead. So you said last week, like... Oh my. When, we, when two people were tied with 0 0.2, did you mean them or did you mean us? I said last week that... Or 0 0.5. I said that the top two were only separated by 0.5. Oh that was the two of you. Wait. Half a point was all the difference. Did you have the same score? Yes, you tied. You had exactly the same score. <laughs> That's why I said together forever. Bro, yeah, isn't that sweet? Okay. Because... Now, let's look at first Samuel. Oh, oh, oh Cameron, yes? So what if those two had a tiebreaker and they were first? What if, oh, what if they were tied? Yeah. Oh, there is no ties here. <laughs> if there was a tie, we would enter sudden death mode. Oh, no. Has that ever happened? That's when I would give one really hard term and the first one to get it right 
gets the point. Wait, would they be terms that we know? Samuel what? Yes, I'm not going to give you terms that you're not responsible for knowing. Oh no, I studied the whole book, so I know the Samuel what? Chapter 16. First Samuel? First Samuel chapter 16. The chapter we all must. Not 16. I thought it was like 15. Why not? Okay. First Samuel chapter sixteen. We will go counterclockwise, which means which direction, Leela? I just gave you this way. Yes. <laughs> chapter sixteen. Yes. You like my cookie? It's an Oreo, yes. but buffed up. <laughs> yes, you're a genius. Then the Lord said no, to I, Samuel. After somebody else did it. No, I'll start. Uh. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul? Why would Samuel be mourning for Saul? Memphis? Because uh, maybe Samuel liked Saul, and then now that Saul didn't listen to the Lord, he is upset. That is correct. Saul, uh, Samuel is grieved because Saul did not do what he was supposed to do, and it hurts Israel, and it makes Samuel upset because he cares about Saul and he cares about Israel. Yes? What did he do that Samuel was supposed to do again? He offered the sacrifice. Oh, yeah. So it would be like this. It would be like this. You guys come to church, and the service is going fine. And then after the sermon, pastor runs out and has to take a phone call. I would never do this. This is all just as for example. And then you decide it's taken pastor way too long on the telephone. And one of you just goes up and says, I'll just speak the words of institution. I'll speak the verba and I'll just give out communion. Okay, so... Uh so that's the, a, a better example would be the service is supposed to start and pastor's late. So one of you says, well, I'll just go up and forgive everybody's sins. It's not that big of a deal. Um, and in fact, it actually is that big of a deal. Leela, first. Um, so, oh yeah, so you said that you would never take, you would never actually do that is take the call. What if it was 911? I don't even have oh, my phone. I would never even know. Oh. Yes. Um. How do you also know like all those like words that nobody ever knows? Like in the Bible. Like you know when you do your readings and stuff, these certain words that I just like. Oh, uh, I've been reading the Bible a long time, friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie. Um, this might be weird, but for the phone thing. Okay. No more questions about the phone thing. Mason. Oh, shoot. Oh. Well, Was this about the phone? Give me real quick. Was it, is it about the phone? Kind of. No, no, no we've got to go back to Samuel. You should have said, Okay, so Sa Saul's no longer the king. Can I, can I tell you? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You can say whatever you want after. We've got to get through this now. Okay, um, Saul's no longer the king because he did the bad thing and the Lord says, nope, you're done. Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite. Where does a Bethlehemite live? Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Do you remember what Bethlehem means? Uh, oh. Yes? Wait, no. Oh. Two words in Hebrew. Beth. Lachem. Oh, it, it's a... Isn't it a name? No, no, no. 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 no Beth. House of God. 
Uh, that's Beth El is house of God. No! But, you're, but you're close. Beth does mean house. Layla? Do you know what, do you remember what Lechem means? Lauren? Pardon me? Lauren? No. Jesus? Yes. Um, well, no, house of bread. Yep. Bethlehem is house of bread. Well, is it, wasn't Jesus also crucified like outside of Bethlehem, right? He's crucified outside of Jerusalem, but he was born in Bethlehem, which is the house of bread. Me and my friend were talking about that at lunch, and we didn't know. Yeah, he's crucified outside of Jerusalem, but he's born in Bethlehem, which is yeah, the house of bread and the city of David. Yeah. And Jesus, who is the bread, is put into a manger when he is born, and a manger is the trough an animal eats out of. Oh. So it's all about food and eating. Uh, okay. Go to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. Who provides the king? Uh, Memphis? The Lord. The Lord. I did it. I'll do it myself, he says. I provided myself a king. You don't choose the king. Israel doesn't choose the king. I choose the king. And Samuel said, verse 2, and Samuel said, How can I go if Saul hears it? He will, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer. heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. What's a heifer? <gasps> it's a female cow that has a high calf yet. Excellent. Very good. Yes, that's what a heifer. Okay. Verse 3. Wait. Check. Oh, number sorry. three. Sixteen sorry. verse three. I found it. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I named to you. Mm -hmm. That means um, the anointing is what you do for the king. Mm -hmm. You anoint them with oil. Mm -hmm. So he says, you'll go here to Jesse the Bethlehemite. And he has some sons. And you're going to look at all of his sons, and the one that I name the king, you will make the king. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what he says. Yes, continue. Poor favor. Mm -hmm. Be why? Because Samuel is a good boy. He does what the Lord says. He is not a judge, he is a prophet. No, it, it says he's a, the last judge. Oh, he judges and is the prophet, yeah, but not anymore because they have kings now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it, and it was his sons that were the bad judges. Oh. Um, so Samuel did what the Lord said. And the, 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 yep. And the elders? The elders? Trembled. What does that mean, trembled? Leela? What does it mean to tremble? Emma? What are you doing in your fear, Mason? Be scared. Like, not know what to do. Yes, 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 but what are you doing? Like, I'm like, Sophie? Yes, shaking. Okay. Trembling is like this. <gasps> yeah, I, I, I shaking shaking with today. shaking with fear is trembling. Okay, so they are all trembling at his coming, and they said, 
peaceably, do you come in peace? And he said, yes, take me to your leader. Why are they afraid? Why are they afraid, Cameron? Why are they afraid of Samuel? Because he was a Yes, he is the prophet. Why are they afraid, though, Emma? Judge and like the judges had power. Mm, Memphis. Um, because they don't know him exactly, but the thing maybe they do. They do know him. It's because you know maybe. I mean, I'm. They're afraid. I'm think, like, they're afraid you know. of him. Well, because because they're afraid he's going to speak God's judgment to them, oh. because of what. Because well, of I'm, Israel I'm, having a king and because of Saul's big blunder. So now the prophet of the Lord comes and everybody goes, Oh no, what's he going to do? Are we in trouble? Is the Lord going to speak curses upon us? Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, you know so they, they the say... Had wars with people, so they, they want to know if he's coming peaceably. And he says... Peaceful. Peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourself and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. Yeah, so here's a thing for you to think about. Do you know who, who, what is the name of Jesse's dad? Oh, wait. Oh, I thought you were going to say, what is Jesse's name? No. Wait, actually, wait, never mind. I don't Jesse's know. father's name is... Obed? Yes, and who is Obed's father? <laughs> Emma? Yeah. The man who marries. You're, you know, I know that you know, I can tell. Memphis? Boaz. Boaz, correct. Or as my brother would say, Zoab. <laughs> yeah, Bob Ross is pretty close. No. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a point. I'll give you half a point. Yes. Oh. Okay. Uh, That's a 91, 92 points. I think. I don't. I'd have to look. Uh, right. So that uh, uh, Jesse is the grandson of Ruth and Boaz. Okay. And uh, we'll see who Jesse's sons are. So it was verse six. So it was when, when they came that he looked at Eliab. Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. Mm, this man, he looks like a king. This has got to be the king, right, Lord? But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his statue, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees me, sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Right. What does that mean? The Lord does not see as man sees. Memphis? Uh, well, he sees differently than men, obviously. But uh, maybe he, seems, he sees more wisely than men. Well, sure. What, do, what does man look at? Man, um, Sophie, what does man look at? How does man see? Right, it's right in this verse. Why does Samuel think Eliab is going to be a good king? Because he 
What? Uh, yes, what about Eliab, though? Because he's big and strong and good-looking. Oh, this guy looks like a king. He's big and strong and he's got good looks. If he were running for president, he'd have my vote. Look at that chiseled jaw and that JFK haircut. Boy, oh boy, he'll be good as our king, says Samuel. And the Lord says, none of that stuff matters. No, because look at Prince Charles. Or King Charles. Uh... I don't know about that. He's a little old for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Lord looks at the heart. So why the heart? What's important about the heart, Sophie? It's because of like, where the personality is. Mm, not exactly. How they are and how they are. Memphis? Because uh, it's life. Well, no. We don't mean that, we don't, we're not speaking literally like, cut me open and look at that organ pumping in my chest. Oh, like, like, the Lord doesn't say, ooh, Eliab's not going to be a good king because his valves are all stopped up. Yeah, I got, I got, he's got like, like dumb and dumber. He's got his heart. Yeah, so it means something else. The heart is the seat of faith. Okay. I... Don't know what any of that was. I, I said we got. But we gotta I would be very that. happy if I never had to see it again. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> what happened was. Uh, that I. I don't need to know. The, the podcast. The heart. The heart is the seat of faith. Okay. So when it says that the Lord is looking at the heart, it means He is looking at the fear and love and trust of God. Eliab might look like a good king. But the Lord knows he is not the one for the job. Yes? Wouldn't he also be looking at their faith in the Lord? Well, that's what it means. Well, you didn't say that, actually. I, I just did. No, you said looking at the faith, and then you would mention... The heart is the seat of faith. When the Lord that, says, I look into the heart, he says, I look at the fear, love, and trust. That, that is the faith. faith in that. Okay. All right, let's keep on going. So Jesus called... Jesse... So Jesse called Abinadab. Abinadab. <laughs> Abinadab. And made him pass before Samuel. He said, Neither had the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Verse 10. Yep. We're lost. Verse 10. I can't find it. It's the one with the little 10. I know. <laughs> yeah, no dog. One I, and zero. I can't find it. Well, hurry. I can't find it. We're losing it. daylight. Yeah. Okay, verse oh, 16. Go down. Oh. Right there. Okay, thank you. Then Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. Mm-hmm. And Samuel said to the Lord, has not chosen it. Oh, wait, I, yeah, wait. No, Samuel I, said to, I look backwards. Sorry. I know. And Samuel said to Jesse, are all the young men here? Then he said, there remains yet the youngest, and there, and there he is, keeping the sheep. Oh, keep, keep going. Sorry, that was my bad. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes. So what does he do? I mean, what does this other son do? 
He, uh, he, he's a keeper of sheep. Yeah. Hmm. Who else was a keeper of sheep? Uh, Moses. Jesus. No, Moses. Moses. Who else? Um, Jesus. Well, in a way. No, I mean, in the Old Abel? Testament. Uh, no. Yes, Abel. Good. Yeah, all these people, keeper of sheep. Why? And they all point to Jesus because Jesus is the good shepherd. Yeah. Yeah, and a pastor is one who is called by Jesus. And it, the word pastor means shepherd. shepherd. I called you that one day after service. Yes. I go by lots of names. Pastor, shepherd, father. I go by all, all kinds of things. Because it all describes what the pastor does. So, uh, he is a shepherd. Mm -hmm. Verse 12. So he, so he sent him and, so he sent and brought him in. Mm -hmm. Now he, he was ready, ready with red eyes and good look. Good looking. Arise. Yeah, so let's count here for a minute. How many sons did Jesse cause to pass by Samuel? Uh, Abinadab. Abinadab. No, about how many? Oh, maybe, wait. Okay, so. It says in there. Hold on, I gotta go back. Mm. Well, all the youngest passed by. First one to first one to find the number gets a nice firm handshake. Hold on, hold on, please. Seven. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not taking this for credit. No seven. <laughs> <laughs> yes, seven. So seven, seven sons have already passed by, which means that this other son is what number? Eight. Eight. Why? Can I get a handshake? Sure. Yes. Uh, what is important about the number eight? Have we talked about eight? I saw your hand go up. Like eight sides on the baptismal font. Cameron? There's eight sides on the thing above the, the hexagon. Isn't there eight octagon. Okay. And there's yeah, another octagon, too. Yes, there's lots of octagons. Why are there octagons in the church? Why um, does eight matter? Because eight is the new day. Eight is the new day. The day oh, there's, four, there's eight candles. Yeah, there are eight candles. Wow. Count when you go into church. There's lots of sixes and eights. Yes. Um, and threes. So eight is the new day. Eight is the number in the Bible that means after the resurrection, the day that lasts for eternity, which is the day of resurrection. That's why the baptismal fund has eight sides, because that's where you are killed and resurrected. I know why there's threes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so David, or... Excuse me, this other son is the eighth. So Samuel takes the horn of oil and anoints David. And David is now the king, okay. according to the Lord. But Saul still holds the throne and doesn't want to give it up. He attacks them. Now, chapter 17, verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle and were gathered at Sukkot which belongs to Judah, and they encamped between Sukkot and Azekah in Ephestamim. Verse 2. That's the one with the little number 2. And, and Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they encamped 
in the valley of Elah. Elah and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. Mm-hmm. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side, which a with, with a uh, valley between. Them. Yep. So some of them are up here, some of them are over here, and then there's the valley. Yes. Why, why wouldn't he join the Philistines instead, since he's now kind of like against Israel? Or not Israel. What, he, where, well, was he, where was he with the king of? Saul? Yeah. Israel. He's not against Israel. He wants to be the king. But Samuel says, you're not the king. And he says, like fun, I'm not the king. I'm still going to be the king. You know why? Because I'm the king is and he, I is say he's so. Is like trying to impress them and take out the Philistines, which is their enemy? No, they're at war with the Philistines. Oh, so he's just now helping them? But I Saul? thought he attacks them eventually. In, the, in his term, he says that. It says that. The, they're at war with the Philistines, yes. and Saul is the leader of Israel. So Saul is in charge of... The army? Yeah. Okay. That's one of the things the king does. Okay, okay and, verse 4, a champion. Philistines. Yeah, and in fact, <gasps> Philistine, is, Philistine is an insult. If you call somebody a... Philistine, you are such a Philistine. It's like calling them a dirty, dumb, immoral, bad, naughty person. Ugh, what a Philistine. That's what you can call people. I mean, don't call people that, but that's what people say. Memphis. I read a little bit ahead and I know what's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> All right. And the champion's name was? Goliath. Mm-hmm. Gath. Gath. And a span, yep. Six cubits and a little more. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. Oh, yes. And he had bronze armor on his legs, and a bronze javelin. Javelin. Yeah, you know what a javelin is? Isn't it like a spear? It's like when you, like, you throw like Yeah, it's like a shorter spear, and then you throw it. Like a javelin throw when you run like here and just like what? I was. I think you watch too many movies. Don't uh, I think you stay up too late watching too many Bob movies. Uh, well, no, I'm movies. kind of over that now. I just know survival and I know. Okay. Like okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his iron spearhead weighed six hundred shekels. And a shield bearer went before him, carrying his, the guy carrying his shield. All right, I'll finish this up. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the, and the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now, yeah, we're going to jump 
We're going to jump a little bit. Um, we're, we're, we are going to jump ahead. So, uh, David tells Saul, I will go and fight. And Saul said to David, Go and the Lord be with you. So, this is verse 38, Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David and the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. For he was only a youth, ruddy and good-looking. What does that mean to disdain? Like Emma. Not exactly, Cameron. Like kill or no. Here's the. If I would disdain you, <laughs> Memphis. Judging and well, okay. I'm. It's like judging, like. Pity. It's like like a pity kind of look. Like you're kind of like, <laughs> like this. It's a little bit pity. Like you're like, you're like this is gonna be easy. Piece of cake. I mean, and they're probably also feeling like this is gonna be a pity fight. It's gonna be easy. To, 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 to disdain means that he's gonna look down on him. He's not worth my time. You're you're yeah, too easy. you're Piece beneath of cake. you're beneath me. You're inferior to me. I disdain. So, the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods, by the Philistine's gods. Now that should make you think of something. I forgot what we were. What? Yes? Okay, he cursed them. Is it like is it how God cursed Egypt? No, uh, no, 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 no. God, there's a the promise to Abraham. What is the promise to Abraham? Yes. <clears throat> but he shall become the father of all nations. Yes, but what's the oh, other wait, part wait, of wait, it? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I just remembered. Oh my. Emma. Sort <laughs> out. Okay. Emma, I need to know what the promise is. Yeah, I will curse those who curse you, and... Whoever blesses you, I will bless. Whoever curses you, I will curse. Which also means kind of whoever's going to stand against you, I'll stand against them. So, David is made the king because he trusts in the Lord and fears him, and he is humble. And now David goes to do the king's work. Which is to go... Do you have to use the bathroom? No. Okay. I'm just going to stand for now. Okay. Uh, David goes to do the king's work, which is to deliver the people. And he trusts in the Lord to protect him. He doesn't need the armor. He's not going to wear it. 
the Lord will deliver me. I have all the faith in the Lord. And Goliath curses him. And God, according to his promise, has to do what? Kill him. Curse Goliath back and defend David. And the Philistines said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. By the way, Lord of hosts, that is Lord of Sabaoth, just like we said that last week, like when we sing in church, Lord God of Sabaoth. Huh? Holy. I only remember this and that because it's catchy. Well, we're all done singing. Where are we? Uh, This is verse 46. Well, 45. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. You have stood against God, and now you will find out what happens to those who curse God and his people. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all the assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear. The Lord doesn't look at man the way man looks at man, and the Lord does not save the way that man thinks you must be saved. Yes? What is he said, like, after he said uh, uh, that you... Okay, where, where, did you read it? where were we just a minute ago? That was 47. Okay. Um, he said, when he said, he says, I can't remember, but it was like something, I can't remember, but it was like, uh, for you have won against our God. And then imagine God came down and he's like, it is me. Well, he sort of does. <laughs> I mean, when David speaks, he is the king of Israel who is anointed by the Lord. And when he speaks, he's speaking the Lord's word. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. But he's not dead. No, not until David So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. Oh, wait. With a sword. But there was no sword in the hand of David. So David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword, and drew it out of its sheath, and killed him, and cut off his head with it. Dude, that guy must be stronger than And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Now the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines as far as the entrance of the valley and to the gates of Ekron. And they wounded of the Philistines, and the wounded of the Philistines fell along the road to Sha'arim, even as far as Gath and Ekron. Hey, David defeats Goliath. How? Don't say with a sling and a stone. With his own sword. No. With his sword. What? No. With God's I, power, with God's yes, word. Yes, with God's word. Promise. By faith in the promises of God. I also have to ask you something. Can I give you back that symbols book? No, I don't think so. I don't remember. 
I would have to check. Okay. Yes. I you know that this is going on the podcast, don't you, Sophie? Okay, that doesn't need to be there. But I'll tell you this. Who does David point to? The Lord? No. Jesus. Right, what, do you remember the Proto-Evangelion? Isn't that like a word that we had to know? It was not that you had to know, but that I wanted you to know, Emma. Was it Genesis. Well, what does it say? What's hap what will happen to the seed of the woman? He will crush the head. And, yes. And here he cuts off the head. He is the picture of the Savior who is to come. He isn't the Savior, but he points to the one who is to come. All right. I feel like Goliath and David is the most thing I like know. Like, it's just like in my head and well, when I read good. it was Goliath and I went oh I yes. know what's going to happen yes it's been a good year of midweek friends we'll miss you three who are leaving yeah. and we'll check. look forward to the fall somebody moved it from my room yes you may check <laughs> and 